Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 390, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Welcome to another Friday edition of Optimal Health Daily. Fridays are usually where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet, nutrition, and more. But today, it's gonna be different. I was lucky enough to be invited back as a guest on KGO Radio AM 810 with Brian Copeland. But instead of just having one day of getting others to feel motivated, Brian hosted an entire week where he interviewed experts from the field to talk about how to stay good this year, how to keep those resolutions, what can you do to stay consistent, and all those wonderful things. So like before, I'm gonna share that interview with you. So without further ado, here's the interview as we optimize your life. So uh, Dr. Neil joins us today. Uh, he's a registered nutritionist and an assistant professor at Bastyr University in San Diego. Happy New Year to you, Dr. Neil. Happy New Year to you as well, Brian. Thank you so much for having me. All right, so we're going to talk today about adopting healthier life behaviors in 2018. What's interesting is when, when folks make resolutions, one of the most common resolutions I hear is uh, people saying, you know what, I'm, uh, I, I resolved to live healthier this year. I'm just going to eat better. I'm going to eat healthier. They never go into detail about what that means, but they say that's what they're going to do in, in January. Then by February, it's where are those chips? <laughs> that's February. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you hit it right on the head in that we need to get specific when we talk about our resolutions. If we make kind of these general statements, we often find that after a month or so, we're no closer than we were at the beginning of the year. And that's often because we didn't give ourselves direction. Okay, talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, do we set ourselves up for failure? Because again, I don't do resolutions; I do goals because resolutions do fail. So, so uh, more times than, than than succeed, folks fail with resolutions. So, do we set ourselves up for failure? Is that what it is? In a way, it is because again, we're kind of setting ourselves up with this very nebulous, kind of cloudy idea of what we want but we don't map out the process for how we're going to get from where we are now to where we want to be. 
And so it's kind of like you're, you're kind of navigating the waters without a map. Really what you need to do is create kind of a GPS for yourself. How are you going to get from where you are right now to your ultimate destination? Okay, now I guess the thing, again, when you're talking about uh, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to live a healthier lifestyle. It, it really is vague because you don't know where when you when you make that your goal or you make that your resolution. You really don't know what that means. You, you don't know where it is you're trying to end up. So are you better off saying I'm going to uh, I'm going to drop 25 pounds or I'm going to eat uh, five servings of fruits and vegetables a day? I mean, is that a better way of going about this? Yes, absolutely. And sometimes where we kind of get stuck is we'll set a goal for ourselves that's almost too lofty in the beginning. And so we'll set ourselves up for failure in that sense because we'll say, oh, well, 25 pounds. Uh, I've tried to do that before and I never even got close. So I might as well not bother. And so, yes, setting goals like that, Mm -hmm. putting a number, five servings of fruits and vegetables every day, that's definitely closer. But we also want to be realistic. And I know when we get to my tips, I'm actually going to address that a little bit as well. Okay. Uh, and actually, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot because you're on right around Thanksgiving. And we talked about yes, how sir. you gain weight during the holidays and the stuff that you yes. eat during the holidays. Yes. And okay, you are a nutritionist. I must say that. You are a nutritionist. And you, you do host Optimal Health Daily. And you, you talk to us yes. every single day about health on that podcast. All right. Did you gain sure. weight over the holidays? I did not. Um, really? So I did not. So uh, when I shared that with you, the last time I was on the show, uh, the last time when I did gain weight, oh, that was, I think I was just finishing up my doctorate degree and I was, I was learning this stuff and starting to practice it. And I had gained eight pounds over from Halloween to New Year's Day. And from that, I, I've learned along the way. And these are some of the tips that I, I share with my patients now and to my students, of course. And so I, I've learned a lot since then. And so uh, ever since that eight-pound weight gain, I've been pretty good. You've been pretty good. So now you've gained enough. Did you eat, you know, good food? <laughs> notice, oh. notice I didn't say healthy food. I said, did you eat good food? <laughs> right, right. So I didn't have kale shakes for Thanksgiving or anything <laughs> like that. Um, in fact, I had three Thanksgivings I had to go to this year. <laughs> so um, I did eat well, but I, you know, I use the same tips that I share with your listeners, with you and your listeners, yeah. and with my listeners on the podcast, and that I, I did those things where I ate the vegetables and the protein first, because that fills you up. Mm-hmm. And I ate a little snack before, so I wouldn't be starving before I go to those events. And that kind of takes the edge off, and I would hydrate. So a lot of the stuff I discuss, I do actually practice now, maybe not so much a few years back, uh-huh. but definitely now. <laughs> You know, one of the things that people, the, one of the traps that people fall into during the holidays, and I was actually very, very, I actually lost weight during the holidays. I, I've been very, very good oh, this wow. year. Yeah. yeah. And I, I got on a very strict eating program. And, you know, I, I ate on Christmas and I ate on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, but I, I, I've been pretty good for the most part. But one of the problems that, that a lot of folks run into is that you, you know, if you have a regular exercise routine or fitness routine, you fall out of it during the holidays sometimes because there's so much that, that's going on. Do you find that is something that's common? Oh, absolutely. Uh, other things take priority. Uh, you're thinking about maybe shopping for gifts. You're thinking about what am I going to make for the family that's coming over? I got to clean up. All of these things kind of take priority and therefore our healthy behaviors get mm-hmm. kind of pushed to the back burner. They're, they're not a priority anymore. It kind of sends us off our, our, usual, um, our usual schedule. 
when the holidays come around and and we're very attached to our schedule sometimes so all of these things definitely play a role and kind of bump us off that track okay so uh, you're going to give us uh, five tips on how to adopt a healthier lifestyle how to adopt healthy life behaviors or as i like to put it how to clean up the mess that became your body during the holidays does that work to call well it that? Put. Well put, yes. <laughs> Dr. Neil Mollick is with us on the KGO Live line again. We're doing we're not doing just Motivation Monday this week. We're doing Motivation Week. Uh, we'll have an expert in personal development on uh, t- today, tomorrow, and Friday to give you some tips uh, in, in terms of uh, enhancing the quality of your life and getting 2018 kicked off with the right start. So uh, if you want to reach out to Dr. Neil or if you want to listen to uh, his podcast, Optimal Health Daily, or any of the other wonderful podcasts in the Optimal Family of Podcasts, go to the website, which is oldpodcast.com, OLD Optimal Living Daily, which was the first one, oldpodcast.com. Okay, five tips. Tip number one. Tip number one is a complete overhaul may not be needed. And so one of the things I've encountered a lot when I work with patients and clients is that they're often kind of already on the right track. Uh, They're already thinking or starting to consume more vegetables or more whole grains. And they're afraid that I'm going to tell them, oh, we need to just empty your fridge. We need to empty your pantry and start fresh. But usually that's not the case, which is often good news for most people. Mm. So it's usually just a couple tweaks here and there, a little less here, a swap there. And that's often enough. And what we often forget about is even these little small changes that people don't think is going to add up actually does. Plus, it increases motivation. When you have these little wins, when you do these little steps, you all of a sudden get more self-confidence. You feel like you can do it. And that will help motivate someone to maybe tackle more more of a medium-sized or a larger behavior or larger goal that they have. So success breeds success is really it. Exactly, no matter how small. Is that one of the reasons why people fail again, is that they try to do a complete overhaul again? They try to do too much? Absolutely. And often it's daunting just to think about in the very beginning, like, oh, my goodness, I've got to get rid of all the foods that I love. No, that's not not true at all. And if we do that, we often will crave those foods, and that's going to sabotage us later on. Okay, tip number two. It's not about willpower. And uh, we talked about how a while back I gained eight pounds over the holidays. And that was when I relied on willpower alone. And so what I've learned is willpower isn't enough. It's good, but it comes and goes. We'll have good days and bad days. And we, we really need to think of willpower like a muscle. So using it every so often, great. But if you overuse it, it's going to become fatigued. And so for me, I've said this on your show many times. I probably have less willpower than the next guy when it comes to pizza, French fries, and donuts. Those mm-hmm. are my problems. Mine too. Mine so, too. So you, so you know what I mean. And if it's there, I'll eat it. But if instead I don't rely on willpower as much, which will go into my, my next tip, if we realize that we're human beings, our willpower is going to go up and down, we won't blame ourselves hopefully as often. And we will have more patience with ourselves. But... We need something else for when our willpower does fail us. And that's where tip number three will come in. Okay, and tip number three is? I will quote uh, the great Benjamin Franklin here. By failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. So basically, have a plan. And this, for me, was like the turning point. So for me, having a plan of what I'm going to eat is so 
so important because when my willpower is gone, I'm going to want to order that pizza. But if I have a plan, I don't have to think about it. The beauty of planning is it takes all the guesswork out of the equation. It removes willpower from the equation. And sometimes folks hear this idea, oh, I need a plan. Therefore, it's got to be complicated. No, the simple plan would work just fine. If you, let's say lunch is a time when you tend to dine out and you don't want to do that anymore. Just plan out one lunch. It doesn't have to be a lunch for all seven days of the week or even five days, just once. Because again, small steps, small wins can lead to bigger gains. You know, it's funny. It's funny because yeah, when you ahead. said plan, I kind of went, uh, because that, that, right. why I immediately went was that means I have no flexibility. means I've got to plan every single meal every single day. No, not at all. And in fact, I, I don't even do that. I try and plan maybe two days out, three days out. And usually I plan just dinners because I know for me that that's the tough one. At the end of the day, I'm exhausted. I don't yeah. want to think about it. But if I know what I'm going to eat and it's already in the fridge, I have those ingredients, then it's, oh, it's so much easier. So even one meal, that you'll, you'll be amazed at how just even planning one meal will give you the motivation and you'll say, oh, that wasn't so bad. I bet I could do that again. And all of a sudden that translates into longer term behaviors. All right. Tip number four. Kind of related. Keep it simple. If you keep things simple, consistency will follow. And so um, with, with regards to, to diets, for example, many of the most popular diets right now, like the ketogenic diet or low-carb diets, kind of ketogenic diet is a, low, is a type of low-carb diet. If you look at the rules, you'll see that they're so complicated. You have to only eat these certain foods and you have to eat it in these quantities. Sometimes just thinking about all that you have to do is daunting. It's discouraging. And so what, where the fitness industry is actually doing a lot better than the diet industry is the fitness industry is realizing simple is better. Let's create DVDs that people can do in their home where they can mm-hmm. work out with no weights in their home. Keep it simple. This is where, I don't know why, the diet industry is going in the exact opposite direction. Let's make things more complicated. If we make things simple you're going to be more successful and that's going to lead to fewer barriers and more consistency, which is going to lead to that long-term change. All right. And finally, tip number five. Have patience with yourselves. It's so easy to want to just feel like you want to snap your fingers and drop those 10 pounds, 15 pounds, whatever. You want to be able to just snap your fingers and eat healthy. Have patience. Think about how long those habits took to form years, most likely. So give yourself some time to break those habits too, or to develop new, hopefully healthier ones. If we have that kind of patience with ourselves, if we're realistic about our expectations, then those little slip-ups here and there hopefully won't be a complete relapse. It'll just be a little blip Mm -hmm. in the road. But we'll remember that, oh yeah, okay, this takes time. I remember this took years for this habit to form. It's going to take time to break. It makes it easier to get back on track too. Absolutely. And, and sometimes we only look at that number on the scale. We, we don't think about our bodies on like even the cellular level, like by skipping one soda, maybe that made our pancreas happy today. It's just less sugar. It has to feel like it has to get out of the bloodstream and secrete more insulin as a result. But just skipping that one soda on a cellular level makes our bodies very happy. And if you do that often enough, well, now you're going to start to see some change. All right, Dr. Neil, we got to get you up here in San Francisco in the studio, and I promise when you come up, we will be bad for a day, and I will take you out for pizza, french fries, and donuts. How does that sound? 
Oh, no. Well, we just won't tell anyone we did that. That sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) Always a pleasure and Happy New Year again, my friend. (laughs) Likewise. Happy New Year to you as well. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. A big thank you again to Brian Copeland and his producer, Carolyn, for having me on the show. Remember, you can listen to Brian live on KGO Radio AM 810, and you can also find his podcast in the podcast app of your choice. Just search for Brian Copeland and it'll pop up. And again, you can find him online at briancopeland.com. That's where he has links to previous episodes. He also has a link to his podcast there as well. So definitely check out briancopeland.com. All right, that's 390 episodes of Optimal Health Daily in the books. Can't believe it. Thank you so much for listening and for subscribing to the show. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you back here on Monday where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift, as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us, and remember, your optimal life awaits.